the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. It's a bad thing when you can't even get together and eat turkey on Christmas Day. Can't even make a call and say Happy Thanksgiving. You're still mad at something that happened back in 1984. Uh, uh, You commit to being spiritually and physically disciplined. Discipline, doing those things that God has commanded us to do. I'm going to discipline myself to be at Holy Communion and baptism, Lord's Supper. I'm going to be, I'm going to discipline myself to do those things which are sacred before the Lord. I'm, I'm going to commit to spiritual strength. I'm too weak. I'm frail. I'm fragile spiritually. I'm going to commit to personal revival. God, I want to see God revive me. uh, My faith is weak. I want God to increase my faith so that I can be strong to deal with the difficulties in this life. So I can deal with the challenges of my home, my family, my children, my grandchildren, my job, my finances, this society. I'm going to ask God for spiritual discernment to, 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 to differentiate good from evil. I'm going to commit to tithing. I, I'm going to start these 40 days to give 10% of my income. And if you've given 10% uh, already, uh, I'm going to give 3%, 5% or whatever above and then sustain that because of God's goodness to me, of who, I, uh, of who he is and what he's done for me. He's given me multiplicity of jobs and retirements and social security and this job and that job. And I'm giving him chump change and I don't even give him an increase when I get an increase. I rob him. I'm going to commit to not robbing God for these 40 days. Look at that one. Amen. See? Oh, got quiet. I'm going to commit fasting. What you commit to? I'm going to commit to slowing down my pace in life. I'm going too fast. I'm in a fast lane. I'm always in a hurry, always busy, always, I can't sit still, always in a go more. I come to church waiting on a benediction. Slowing your pace down, being all there where you are. I'm here, but I don't want to be here. I'm here because mama made me be here. I'm here physically, but I'm not here in my heart. And you act like it when you leave. 
Uh, for 40 days, I'm going to commit to healthy eating. I'm putting down the pizzas and the hamburgers and all the sodas. Now, if that's not your problem, see, I don't have a pizza problem. If I eat a pizza, that's, that's a treat. You say, how, Pastor, how do you eat a pizza? <laughs> Once every blue moon. You know, how often you eat sweets now and then? So why more fast sweets than I'm eating now and then? If I don't like spinach, why am I fasting spinach? <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on. You know, you know what your weakness is. You know, if it's chocolate and caffeine. You know, you know where, you know where it is. So, so uh, I'm going to commit to losing weight. I'm not going to tell you how much I committed to losing. You'll be asking me. Some of y'all need to commit to losing weight. I'm not saying you big. I'm just saying you can lose more. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? Get your stress down, your blood pressure down, your cholesterol down. This stuff needs to go down. So, so I won't be making so many hospital visitations. Y'all going to kill me because you're not taking care of yourself. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I think I, I said I wasn't going to do all this list, but I'm liking this list. Because y'all act like y'all don't know what to fast. I'm trying to help y'all have a comprehensive fast list. Not just what you abstain from, but also what you commit what? To. I'm going to commit to not having uh, negative thoughts, to take every negative thought captive. Every time it's negative, I say in the name of Jesus, cast it out. I'm not going to let it catch root. I'm not going to let it stay there. For 40 days, I'm not going to. And I'm not going to hang around people that help me go negative. You know, some of y'all got negative folk, negative friends, negative relatives. For 40 days, you need to stay. I ain't saying not get away from your husband. Don't do that. Don't do that. You said, Pastor told me to get away from you. What? No, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Taking negative thoughts captive. You know what? Some of y'all need to commit to enthusiasm and excitement. I was in a ministry meeting the other day, and I asked this brother, and I called his name because of being on the air. And I said, how you doing? He said, you know what, Pastor Draper? I'm so glad to be here, and I'm glad to be a part of this specific ministry that he was in, that I was in, that I was in as well. He said, I'm glad to be at this church, and I'm glad to be at this ministry. And I looked at him. It, 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 I was taken aback because I, that was so refreshing. It was so simplistic, but it was so refreshing. He says, he just said, I'm glad to be at this church and I'm glad to be at this ministry. When is the last time you fixed your mouth to say that? Think about that. Where is your enthusiasm? I shall not, I shall not be moved. You're right. You're not moving either. <laughs> Where's the joy? Where's the delight? Where's the enthusiasm? 
I mean, you, you want you want to fill it, every seat up when they see the, the joy and the delight and the enthusiasm and the energy. Man, they say, I don't know what's here, but whatever they got, I want it. I want it. And they will forget we were in an old location and this gentleman uh, was, was another color. And he came in. He was just coming frequently and was in this night service. And I stood the invitation and he just said, will y'all let me in here? Whatever y'all got, I want it. Just let me in. Some of y'all probably don't remember that. That was so long ago. Some of y'all just came. But he just said, just, I just want to get in. Whatever you got, I want to get in. Just let, let, will you let me in? That's, that's contagious joy. So much so that folk catch it. And they, 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 it's so good and it's so delightful to look at. And some of y'all, when I look at y'all faces, no joy. You, you, you Mr. and Mrs. Stoneface. <laughs> Why don't you commit to be enthusiastic? Enthusiastic. This is a time from deliverance. You're going to commit to, to being free from addictions. And you're going to commit to addressing uh, family issues in your family. You're going to address those issues. So that God can work. Now, let's transition. That was a pretty comprehensive list. So don't tell me you don't know what to fast and what to commit to. How should we approach fasting? How should we approach fasting? The mental attitude with which we go into a fast determines whether the fast is successful. Well, here we go again with that little paper. I'm tired of looking at that little paper. Here that little paper come again. I don't know what else I'm going to put on it. Fasting should be approached with an attitude of positive faith. We must not look upon fasting as a task, but rather it should be viewed as spiritual discipline, as a spiritual discipline that takes us to the next level in Christ. When fasting and prayer are taken seriously, they will yield tremendous physical and spiritual benefits. However, many believers refuse to fast because of pride and an unwillingness to confront the intensity. Say intensity. Some saints don't fast because they know they're going to face the intensity of the spiritual struggle they're going to encounter when addressing the issues in their life. And Satan is going to He's going to intensify his 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 efforts toward you and he's going to target you and he's going to distract you and he's going to come after you. Um, Now, let's look at some some scriptural guidelines for fasting, scriptural guidelines for fasting. God expects his children to fast. Verse 16, a says, moreover, when you fast, And verse 17a also says, but you, when you fast, fasting is a necessary spiritual discipline. When you fast, when you fast, fasting is a necessary uh, spiritual discipline to draw us to Jesus. Fasting draws us closer to Jesus. Fasting increase our faith and fasting purifies our lives. It draws us to Jesus, increase our faith and purifies our lives. They were fasting by Old Testament saints. I don't have time to go in there for the sake of time. And they were fasting in the New Testament, even in the church. If I had time, I could go. I could give you biblical uh, references to substantiate that. 
It's, fasting is also God's way of putting us in position to be tremendously blessed by him physically and spiritually. You see, another spiritual guideline is this. We do not fast. We do not fast to draw attention to ourselves and to be seen by people. I'm not I'm not fasting. You shouldn't be fasting. Look at me. Look how spiritual I am. Hey, y'all, guess what? I'm fasting. We do not fast to draw attention to ourselves and to be seen by people, which results in a loss of rewards. It is a personal thing between God and his children. Verse 16 says, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Their reward. What was their reward? Ooh, he's so spiritual. Look how, look how religious she is. That's their reward. That's a cheap reward. Man cannot reward you like God. Another scriptural guideline from this text is this. We can exercise the spiritual discipline of fasting. Listen, we can exercise the spiritual discipline of fasting privately and carry on with the regular activities of our life at the same time. Just because you're fasting don't mean you have to stop working. You don't have to stop uh, going to exercising, that you don't have to stop life altogether. You go on with your life, your normal routine of life. When fasting is, ke- fasting is kept between you and God alone, the Lord will bless us if we are practicing fasting in a prescribed way, according to Scripture. Verse 17 says, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your heavenly father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you what? Openly. You keep it private and you're doing it God's way. Then God will openly bless you. He will bless you. In incredible ways, he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you'll not have enough room to receive it when you do things his way. Fasting was never meant. Listen to this. Fasting was never meant to put one's spirituality on display before people. It was never meant to put your spirituality on display before people. In the days of Christ, some people would neglect their appearance to look spiritual, wore dirty clothes to show their fasting had torn clothes to put their fasting on display, kept their hair all unkempt. You know, now it's it's a style a day, you know, you know. (laughs) But back then, (laughs) why y'all laughing? It was all unkempt to display fasting and also covered themselves with dirt and ashes to portray themselves as righteous, The recognition by men was all the reward they were going to get. All the reward they were going to get. What makes fasting so powerful? What makes fasting so powerful? Let me just close with this one, because this is about all you can take, and I'll take up the next time. What makes makes fasting so powerful? Listen at this. I'm going to just give you number one, and that's it. Fasting transcends, you need to write every word of this down. Fasting transcends human wisdom. It's infinitely above your own strength. Fasting transcends psychology. Fasting transcends psychotherapy. Fasting transcends transcendental meditation. 
Fasting transcends yoga. Fasting transcends philosophy and ideology. And fasting transcends self-sufficiency. I added that one just a moment ago. It transcends self-sufficiency. You see, fasting comes as a result of surrendering and acknowledging that your challenges and difficulties are beyond your intelligence and physical abilities. Did you get that? Fasting comes as a result of surrendering and acknowledging that your challenges and difficulties are beyond your intelligence and you admitting that what you're going through right now is beyond your physical limitations and abilities. Wow. You cry out to God and invoke his supernatural power into your adverse circumstances. If y'all just get that and live by that principle alone, God will just do unimaginable things for you. Let me just say it one more time completely. Fasting transcends human wisdom, strength, psychology, psychotherapy, transcendental meditation, yoga, philosophy, self-sufficiency. Fasting comes as a result of surrendering and acknowledging that your challenges and difficulties are beyond your intelligence and physical limitations and abilities. You cry out to God and invoke his supernatural power into your adverse circumstances. Let me give you a scripture of what I'm talking about and I'll leave you alone. Y'all hanging with me? Ooh, Lord, help me. Uh, if you got a Bible, I want you to read this. Uh, oh, man. Look, Matthew chapter 17, verses 15, 17, 19, and 21. Those pages rattling are music to my ears. Matthew chapter 17, verses 15, 17, 19, and 21. I'll read. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire. And you know, he, I mean, look what the devil was doing to this boy. He falls into the fire and, and often into the water. Suicidal tendencies there. Verse 17. Then Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Now look at underline this. Bring him here to me. Bring him here to me. That child that's driving you crazy, bring him here to me. Bring her to me. That wife, that husband, that grandchild, that boss, that person who has severe health issues, bring him here. Bring her here to me, that drunkard, that drug addict, bring him to me. Don't bring him to the psychiatrist. 
Don't don't bring them to the to psychics. Don't bring them to to, to, to to the occult. Bring them here. You know who was talking here? It was Dr. Jesus. Bring whatever it is, bring them here to me. Don't bring them to Oprah. Don't bring them to Dr. Phil. Don't bring them. You can't legislate this mess out of them. Bring them here to me. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon. I tell you what. See, some of this stuff, sometimes y'all think y'all can educate demons out of folk, but you can't do it. There are a lot of folk that need deliverance. This boy needed deliverance. And I declare today, certain folk we trying to give medicine to, they got a real spiritual problem and they need to be delivered. They need to be delivered. They just prescribe, prescribe. Now, I'm not minimizing medicine. I'm not saying medicine it has its place. Now, don't go out here and tell me. I just said, throw your pills away. You ain't going to sue me. Okay? I ain't saying that. But I'm saying medicine is not a cure-all. Bring them. Bring him. Bring her. Bring that hellion. Bring that liar, that slanderer, that gossip, that homonger. Bring them to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. The, look, then, then a little bit later, they were along with, the, along with Jesus, the disciples were along with Jesus. Verse 19 says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? We tried. How can we? What happened? What happened? Jesus answered in verse 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Did you hear what I just said? By what? And say a little little louder. By what? By what? There are some things that intrude into your life that will not be made whole. It will not be made well and deliverance will not come except through prayer and fasting. You say, I'm doing that. Stay right there. God is building you. See, if God if God fixed that situation too, too soon, then you won't get refined. That's right. You know, your character won't be refined. God is developing your patience. God is strengthening you spiritually. God is teaching you how to pray. God wants to give you more wisdom. And if he zapped everybody you pray for instantaneously, you'll be out of touch with God. And so sometimes God says, now I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I just want to know, do you love me enough to wait on me? Even when you don't understand, even though it's hard, stressful, difficult, and I don't even have an answer. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. Oh, God is so much in it. There's a whole lot of people we need to bring to Jesus. Ooh.
us today. I pray deliverance come today. I pray because of this message, somebody gets settled down in their spirits. I pray that peace abounds. I pray that faith be increased. Lord, I pray that your people here today would activate this message and begin to glean from it, not just set it aside and go on about their life, but to take every, say, you know what, I'm going to take this and I'm going to start studying it right after lunch, before bedtime, and challenge my own spirituality to the next level in Christ. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you know what? You'll not see deliverance. You'll not be made whole. And your shackles will not be free until you first come to Jesus. That means you got to let go of your pride, your arrogance, your self-sufficiency and say, I need Jesus. Some of you have wandered away from God. You backslidden. Everything you used to, everything you did for God is in the past tense. I used to say in the choir, I used to go to church. I used to go to Sunday school. I used to read my Bible. What are you doing now? God brought you here with a purpose and a plan for your life. And he wants you to deliver more than what you've given. Some of you, the issue is salvation. You can't say with absolute certainty, if you were to die today, you know without a doubt you're going to be with Jesus in heaven. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Crowd for the mercy of God, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, asking God to come into your heart and to save you by shed blood. And Jesus would make you a new creation. So you've just been going through religious tradition, going through the motion without a personal encounter. And God saying, enough is enough. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.